Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello, quite a lot of Pinot Noir this week. <laughs> yeah, you've got like a fish I've done bowl. like the biggest pour of all time, I know. It's bigger than your head. I know, I'm going to sizzled by the end, I don't think that's a phrase. Uh, are you still drinking that yum New Zealand wine? Yes. I've got quite a lot to work through. I'm going to yeah. be like a raging alcoholic by the end since you're not here to share it with me. So good. I've been drinking natural wines. Oh, aren't you impressive? I feel like you get less of a hangover with them. You do. Apparently, like a lot of a hangover is just horrible preservatives in your brain. Mm. Actually, this is a funny story that links back to our viral moment this week, which is... We went viral on Friday night. <laughs> when Grace time. was, um, I got a message from our mutual friend and it was like, sorry that me and Grace missed this. We were in a dive bar crying about our dads or something. <laughs> so we literally like, uh, me and our friend Kate, we went to um, get a pedicure after work and we're like, oh, we're hungry. Let's get dinner. And then we just kind of were like, let's get a nice drink somewhere. And because there's nowhere in the city that's open or close that doesn't have a line we ended up in this horrible 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 den of a bar like you know those horrible pubs that are just full of middle-aged men mm-hmm. and we wanted to duel so we were in the pokies room so we could duel oh my god we for like four hours and because there's no like windows or clocks in there it was i just felt like i'd stepped out a month later i don't think you even had reception either because I was, I was like grace a lot has happened and it just like wasn't going through Nothing was going through, and then I came out, and it was like boom, 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 and I was like, oh, my God, going down the street. 
<laughs> and then when I got home, it was literally quarter to midnight. And the next morning I was like, oh, my God, that was a crazy one, Grace. And then I remembered that we split a bottle of wine and that was it. Oh, my God, I know. This is the thing with getting old. I listened to – um. I listened to the high-low the other day and I was like losing it laughing because they always talk about, like they pointed out that they always talk about now before they were 30 and after they turned 30. And they were like, and then yeah. Dolly goes, it's like BCAD. <laughs> and I feel like that's what we're getting to, like just talking about when we could handle alcohol and now. Exactly. It's so funny how your body's just like, no. Mm, I get the worst hangovers now. It's, it's so unfair. That might be actually why I'm like this today. I woke up and I was like, Grace, I'm a frazzled mess. I'm so exhausted. But I had two glasses of wine. That's literally probably why. Mm. Yeah. So terrible. Anyway, so the reason that we went viral while I was in the Prokey's room (laughs) was because um, Liam Hemsworth was spotted making out with a hot Aussie girl and someone in After Work Drinks realized who it was and then we like insanely got a hat tip from like several international publications as being the source of the news no i know because i posted like the minute tmz posted it in our group Mm. and i was like do you just have like alerts on liam no i don't know what was going on i was just like surfing the, the interweb and then i saw it pop up and i was like oh my god and then posted it in our facebook group and someone immediately commented with is that Madison Brown? She's in Dynasty, the Netflix show, and she's an Australian actress. And I was like, and I zoomed in on her photo, and I was like, I feel like it is her, and then went to her Instagram, and I was like, she owns the exact same bag as this girl. She looks very much like this girl, but no one in the entire world, and I mean it because I searched. Like, I searched her name, Liam Hemsworth, everything, news, TMZ people, no one had reported on it. And so then we were just... Yeah, so it was like pedestrian, Harper's Bazaar US, in style, got a mention in all of them, which I find kind of funny because I'm very grateful for it, but I'm also like, it is just like a fact. Like, I don't, do you just hit, do you hat tip a fact? No, I think that was before they knew it was a fact. Because no one, like, it wasn't confirmed. It was just us being like, that's who she is. And if it wasn't her, they would seem like idiots for taking our word for it. They would sue us. Yeah, but then it was. like I think the, the whole time I was sort of like, if this isn't this girl, it's going to be embarrassing. Cut to me, like, tearing up and jeweling in, like, a foggy CBD <laughs> pokies room. Yeah. And we were surrounded by, like, it was so funny. We were surrounded by, like, 11 50-year-old men being like, you girls move so they could get on our pokies thing and have a slap. Were you guys playing? No. No. I don't even know how to. Mm, I've played like twice and both times I lost all my money, so I don't like it. I don't it. understand why anyone gambles. Like I, I just like. I think you not... would if you won a heap of money. Like I think lots of people go in for fun when they're drunk and then play it once and then win heaps and then get addicted. Right. When I used to work at a pub that had a pokies, I had to go and do like the rounds of the room and it was so depressing because it was full of mm. like – people who shouldn't be gambling and you had to give them like hot chips and stuff so it's so random so they wouldn't leave yeah yeah and they would do stuff like they all had their little rituals and they would literally do things like stroke the machine and talk to the machine and there was this lady who would be like come on baby do it you've done it for me before do it again and I was like oh and I was like would you like some wedges because I was like 18 
I think I've already talked about this before, but I met a guy once who was addicted to playing the Facebook games, like Farmville, but actually putting money on them because you can put money on them for Ooh. stuff, like extra animals or whatever, but you can't win anything. It's so, like, just... We do lots of we do lots of silly things, but like that is wild. Yeah, there's there's no way you can ever win your money back. I literally have my head in my hands right now at the thought of that, like buying digital sheep. Yeah, with real money. I mean, I used to play The Sims a lot, but I didn't ever put any money down. Exactly, I would have when I was ten. Though. Same. Like, give me a credit card, Coral. <laughs> I need a mansion. God, I loved The Sims and SimCity. So good. Um, but yeah, so Liam, what's your debrief on Liam? I guess there's not much to say really, apart from the fact that they must have been broken up for a while. Yeah, I think that was always what had happened. Like, because she was spotted without her wedding ring on at Glastonbury, which is in June. And mm-hmm. then they, I don't think they were really spotted together June, July, August, their last red carpet thing was the Met Gala at the start of May and mm-hmm. then they announced this but and you're August. kind of committed to go to that earlier as well so they could have just been like oh we'll just go yeah they were quite cute there though mm. um and then they yeah like she was already on a yacht kissing someone else when they announced it so <laughs> yeah okay I'm into Liam and Madison Brown I feel like it was a bit dirty how the Daily Mail pulled out that video of her saying that she'd fuck him and kiss, marry, kiss, what was it? So it was fuck, marry, kill, well, you know, that game. Yeah, fuck, marry, kill, yeah. And Have you seen that meme that's, like, like, it's Kim Kardashian and it's, like, me laying in bed thinking of all the men that have chosen to kill me in a game of fuck, marry, kill? Oh, and it's like, God. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, so it was a game of that and on some talk show and it, they gave her Margot Robbie, Hugh Jackman, I think just Aussies, and Liam and Chris Hemsworth, and then she said that she'd marry Margot Robbie, obviously, and then she'd kill Hugh Jackman, obviously, mm-hmm. and then that she'd <laughs> want to fuck both the Hemsworth brothers, obviously. Yeah, so they like the headline did her really dirty. Yeah. I hate that they pulled that out because I feel like it would be so awkward if you'd like just gone on a date with Liam Hemsworth and the paps photographed you and you'd be like, oh my God. And then that video would come out and you'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And then also like, cause in it, she says the reason that she doesn't want to marry one of them is because they're too hot that she wouldn't let them leave the house. So now oh, she's God. like, she's like, hey, good. That would be something that would happen to me. Yeah, so, for sure. If, if I ever yeah, I know. anyone famous, someone would if pull If we up ever become episode. famous, there's just some rogue stuff that people would unearth in these episodes yeah. that we'd be like, we didn't say that, did we? Yeah, like I would not ever be able to remember saying it. I've probably said I want to marry Liam Hemsworth like up, up, upwards of 15 times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she seems cute and she's Australian, which I feel is what he needs. Down to earth <laughs> Aussie girl. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's all good. Good vibes from everyone. Yeah. Cody Simpson and Miley Cyrus are still going intense. (laughs) Still going, full stop. There's a lot that's happened. His sister spoke to the Daily Mail. His mum's commented on photos. They're all jumping in. It's so funny how both of them go out with 22-year-old Australians. That is funny. I didn't think of it that way. And then he's, like, said this big interview at Tiffany & Co. men's launch thing. 
about how they're like definitely exclusive and how it's not weird that it's moved super fast because they were friends for ages. And I was like, please, sure. Really? If you talked about it, can those two please put a gag on it and just not talk for a while? He, yeah. <sighs> Save Cody. Why are they both so chatty? I know. Young love. I mean, like, Miley and Liam, like, why the, oh, you mean Cody did that? Yeah, Cody. No, Liam said nothing. Oh, I think that Liam Hemsworth. I was like, that is so out of character. No, he said nothing. Oh, yeah. That's much more on brand for Cody. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, telling everyone with a pair of ears. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of Miley Cyrus? <laughs> oh, my God. I started watching, actually, um... My one recommendation of the week is I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK on Saturday, and everyone should watch it. It's so good. Is it? I it's, like, watched. very unpolished compared to the American Drag Race. Like, it's very reminiscent of the early seasons when it was a little bit more rough around the edges. But I kind of like that. There's a bit of charm in that. Like, now on RuPaul's Drag Race America, the prize money is – $100,000 and every week you can win $10,000 and everyone's just kind of rich and polished and amazing and has like designer outfits every week whereas this one is just rough and tumble people who are just pulling things together and and they're really funny. I love that. What is that noise? I don't know. I can hear it too. Is it my computer this time? I feel like it is. Fuck's sake. Have Should you... I turn it on and off? Oh, it's always one bloody thing, isn't it? Sounds like a lawnmower. Okay, it's gone. Amazing. Okay, so RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, do you know that I still haven't properly watched the US one? I feel like it's like how I haven't watched Queer Eye and you love Queer Eye. Like, yeah. we're both very aware that it's like our kind of television show, but we're just kind of. We just haven't got there yet. Not on it yet. Yeah, I do really need to watch RuPaul's. I really, really, really want to watch Succession. Oh my God, it's the best. When did you watch it? I've only, I'm only like three episodes in. I started, so the guy who writes it, Jesse Armstrong, is was one of the head writers on In the Thick of It, which is my favourite TV show of all time. So when that. I saw that he'd written this show, I was like, I have to watch it. And then I kind of couldn't find it. And then the downloads I was using were dodgy. And then there's something about iTunes when you pay for stuff in the iTunes store where it's just so un-user-friendly. <laughs> Have you ever paid for stuff on iTunes? It's, like, impossible to then watch it. Like, I'm like, can you guys sort this out, please? Anyway, so I've watched the first three episodes, but it's amazing. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to pay for it because I was trying to figure out Amazon Prime and then, like, even with an Amazon Prime membership, you need to pay. And then we were trying to figure out a free trial with that internet provider and it wasn't working and then Anton got all pissed off and so we just didn't watch it. Yeah, it's quite an intense watch. Like, you've got to sit and watch it. Like, something happened. It's, so it's the guy wrote a TV show about the Murdoch family, and then the Murdochs try to sue him. So this is basically him, like, redacting as much as he legally had to to make it not about the Murdochs. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's re- so Will Ferrell and Adam McKay produced it, so it's quite funny, but it's also quite dark and serious at the same time okay i'm gonna download them all tonight because i really wanted to watch it before the podcast um yeah i want to watch more as well well when i watch anything i watch it intently like i pause i'll pause friends if someone tries to talk to me really i have stuff on in the background all the time or on my phone it's really bad yeah no and anton will try and say one word and i like whack the pause button on the laptop and look at him and i'm like this better be 
fucking worth it. Important, yes. yeah. Also, speaking of important TV, um, Kath and Kim is now all on Netflix. Have you ever watched Kath and Kim? I definitely like watched it when I was younger. I feel like it was a huge part in my auntie's coming out journey. <laughs> like I think she really? used to play it to us before she'd come out. And she'd be like, see, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like, I remember when Orange is the New Black came out, she was like, do you want to watch this? And I was like, what is happening? Um, but really yeah. funny. Yeah. But I can't remember actually, like, I can't really remember what it was about. I need to watch it. You need to watch it. It's like, I guess, I think it's like for us what Flight of the Concords is for you. Yes. Like it just encapsulates all the best parts of Australian humour. It's so fucking funny. Like it's one of those shows where I'm just like, I mean, like lo- loudly laughing out loud. Oh my God. And because oh. it's on Netflix now, I feel like there's lots of, um, there's like a resurgence, Like there's this Instagram account called No Context Kath and Kim and it's just like rogue random quotes from it. So wow, funny. I'm going to watch it. I found an Instagram yeah. account last night for some reason. It was on my explore feed and it was called Not Engaged. And then she just posts photos of her bare left hand wherever she is and puts up this big caption. Like she was like, she was like, um, last night I could hear the couple that live in the apartment above me fighting about blah, 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 while I lay on the couch and didn't have anyone to fight with about anything. So I just ate my food, hashtag not engaged. And I was like, why do I love this so much? That's an amazing account. Mm. I'm looking at it now. I love it. Yeah, there's no one, no person that I follow follows it. I have no idea why it popped up. (laughs) (laughs) Me needing to, wanting, it's actually me starting not engaged. Another random, like, celebrity coupling TMZ photo shoot was the guy who plays Hopper from Stranger Things and Lily Allen. I love that. Yeah, I love it. I love it too. I was, like, so unexpected, but. I get, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I listened to an interview with her on How to Fail, Elizabeth Day's podcast. Um, and she was talking about how she'd, she'd never been single in her entire life. Like, she was always the person that had a boyfriend back-to-back from when she was a teenager. And then when she went on How to Fail, it was the first time she'd been single in her life. And now she's found Hopper. Yeah, well, I, I remember reading her book when it came out, and I got that vibe. Like, she always, always, always had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Or a husband. And then do you remember when I was in Tasmania and she, like, ate lunch next to me? Yes. So good. Iconic moment. Anyway, I'm very happy for her. How did they even meet each other? Like, wouldn't he live in America? I think he lives here. Really? I don't know why. It's cute. I thought he was married with kids. Like, wasn't he at the Emmys recently with his girl? I don't know. I have no idea about Hopper's love life. I don't know anything about him anyway. <laughs> He's super hot. Like I completely understand Lily Allen's. Yeah, I feel like he's he would be very funny as well. Yeah, and he's got that kind of like, I don't know, like hot dad energy. Yeah, hot dad body energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I find, I know that it's like kind of old now because we recorded the day this broke, but... That wag drama is so this funny. Is my favorite news story of the year, literally. Yeah. I feel like no one will even need a recap, but for anyone who missed it, these two British women who date football stars over here, um, Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy, 
they were just like there was no drama about them in the press at all ever like no one knew that they were they were secret frenemies and then last week Rebecca no Colleen Rooney comes out with this big statement on Instagram and Twitter and she's like wait I'll find it so basically she's saying that for a few years now (laughs) it's so long Someone she trusted to follow her on her personal Instagram account, which is private, had been leaking posts and stories that she'd been doing on there to the press. So there was like all this information being given to the Sun, specifically, about her friends and her family, all without her permission or knowledge. And she goes, after a long time of trying to figure out who it could be, for various reasons, I had a suspicion. So she blocked every single person on her private Instagram account from seeing her stories, apart from one person... And then all of the false stories she was putting up on her Instagram for five months were still getting leaked to the sun. And so she wrote, it's been tough keeping it to myself and not making any comment at all, especially when the stories have been leaked. However, I had to. Now I know for certain which account slash individual it's come from. I've saved and screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has, has viewed them. It's dot, 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. <laughs> I think the thing that was so amazing about this was that, like, no, like, such a small portion of the population was aware of who either of those people were, and you were still like, oh, my God. I know. I know, yeah. And if you had no idea who Rebecca Vardy was, you're like, I cannot believe it. No, I had no idea. And then everyone just had to become familiar with it really quickly. Yeah, like, all of these big publications did, like, okay, who's who? Like, this is who they are. Yeah, I can't even tell from pictures. I was trying to Google them both, and they look really similar. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's an amazing story, A, because of the level that Colleen Rooney went to to uncover Rebecca Vardy. B, for like the announcement is just, I think it's quite iconic. Like, I think it's going to go down in the like annals of history mm-hmm. as the ultimate like expose on Instagram. Yeah. And then it was just so anticlimactic afterwards because Rebecca Vardy did this kind of boring long-winded answer and was like I'm pregnant and everyone was like okay yeah was that her pregnancy announcement did no one know she was pregnant no I think they did because she was heavily pregnant she said but it was like all right yeah I I know and then she she said that her account had obviously been hacked I know (laughs) I was like oh my god all they did was watch Colleen Rooney's stories (laughs) Rebecca no one believes this just fucking own up (laughs) And she was like, she was like, I'm not being funny, but I just don't need money. And then everyone's like, you went on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yes, and also, like, you're probably not doing it for the money, you're doing it to be mean to Colleen Rooney. It's so funny. And now the um, footballers have unfollowed each other on Instagram. Really? <laughs> That's amazing. Because Wayne Rooney's really, really, really famous. Like, even I know him, but I don't know who the other guy is. Ah. Yeah, and then the a student went viral because she made a Halloween costume and all it said on a piece of cardboard was it's Rebecca Vardy's account. <laughs> the memes of it was so funny. Like that one of George Bush being told when he was told about 9-11 and it was like the guy whispering in his ear and it was like it's dot, 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. <laughs> yeah, and then Netflix, the UK Netflix official Netflix account was like we're going to have to do a documentary on this or something. They actually do need to. There's definitely going to be some sort of 60 minutes-esque confrontation between them. There's no way. I can't wait. Everyone would watch it. It would be like the most watched thing since like the Olympics. Imagine like, I know, Rebecca Vardy's in the wrong, but 
imagine how shit that would feel. You'd just be like, oh my God, I was caught. And like to 2 million people and now the entire world. Like. She... I was caught. <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like you think you're doing something that like probably isn't going to come back to get you. It's like the ultimate way. Like I just think the level of deception to create fake like but now stories about your life like wasn't this one of the stories like getting their basement renovated or something? No, she said that her yeah like her basement flooded <laughs> and the sun reported on it I was like god everything about it is crazy like the fact that she pretended her basement flooded and just shared it and pretended it was a story to everyone but it was just to Rebecca Vardy and that Rebecca Vardy then screen grabbed it and sent it to the sun who then wrote a news story on it like every aspect of it is amazing yeah and then when Colleen Rooney came out and said that these stories were all fake. The Sun was like quickly going in and deleting them all. Really? <laughs> I was like, who writes about someone's basement flooding in the first place? Please. There's a whole world of like celebrity journalism that we are just not privy to. I know. I think. Like there's a whole slew of celebrities both in Australia and elsewhere who are like big on the mail. But I know. Sometimes I like because I never ever – on the daily mail and then sometimes i'm like god i just want to hear what every bit of information they're saying about this is and i'll just go on and have like a good scroll down and then go to the comment section yeah the comment section is like the depths of hell but also gold yeah it's actually a bit of a segue though not really into the roxy jesenko story Mm. on the topic of naming and shaming people on instagram yeah so roxy jesenko i don't know people in new zealand probably I think everyone in Australia kind of knows who she is. She's a PR. I don't even really know because I moved over there and everyone just knew who she was. But for me, she just owns a PR agency. Yeah, that is that is basically what she does. She <laughs> owns a PR agency called Sweaty Betty, but she's also an, an, an talent agency, I think. Um, but she's also a fantastic PR person for herself. <laughs> yeah. And then there was all that stuff where her husband went to jail which was quite interesting. Um, yeah, her husband went to jail and she was, like, Instagramming amazing $50,000 outfits from Fashion Week throughout his entire trial, which happened to be during Australian Fashion Week. Oh, that's cool. While he so was getting iconic. done for insider trading and she was wearing, like, a Birkin in all the pictures. So, so she's She's kind of amazing. Um, but she's always embroiled in something. Like, I was like, God, like, why is it always Roxy? Like, yeah that these things happen so yeah because people in new zealand wouldn't have probably heard of her but people in australia are just oddly famous like our news presenters back home are not famous right and your news presenters walk the red carpet yeah that's true i think it's just yeah more people maybe yeah um anyway so roxy jacinko has like what does she have around two hundred thousand followers on her instagram and she mm took to Instagram last night to share three separate videos of a woman, a jogger, jogging past her work in, like, was it the early hours of the morning? It must have been. Um, I guess so. And pooing outside it. (laughs) (laughs) And doing, like, a shit outside her office. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot to unpack here, obviously. (laughs) Like, I just am like the chances of it being outside Roxy's office that has CCTV. It just astounds me. Like, I just find it. I just. I know. I, I feel like there's more to it, but I don't even know what there is. Like, is it a targeted crime or not? I don't understand. I know because there's a few ways to look at it. Firstly, I don't think 
the right way to go about it is to share it on social media to 200,000 people, like proper videos where if you knew the woman, you'd be able to recognize her. Yeah, you can basically see her face and it's like videos of her jogging at different locations yeah. and like where it happens. This makes me feel so like imagine waking up and the world knowing that you chat on the street. It's also like Roxy's following is that Paddington eastern suburbs of Sydney crowd. So I just feel like the likelihood that people who saw it know her personally is very, very high. So it just went from being this funny what the hell thing to being a like, oh, this is quite mean is how I felt quite soon afterwards. But when I saw her, I was just like, what the, what is going on? Yes. Firstly, and then secondly, oh man, I just feel so bad that I was going viral um, but yeah, I mean, to, to do it in the exact same place on multiple occasions Days. and it's not like a hidden area and it's bright outside. I know the whole thing is just absolutely fucking bizarre. Like it's a back street of Paddington, but those streets are always people are really busy. Yeah. And if you're jogging in the morning when it's light, it's still got to be because there's daylight savings now. It's still got to be around like six or seven in the morning, which is like quite a busy time. Yeah. And to do it in the exact same location twice just seems like not a coincidence. Yeah. I know. But why? Yeah, but why? I just don't understand. And Roxy's got a pilot out at the moment and I'm just like, is there some kind of like. Oh, yeah. Spit like she had the pilot for a TV show is airing on Channel 10. <laughs> the first episode, Finding the Poo Jogger. Imagine if it was a paid I don't actor. Understand. Is it a disgruntled ex employee? Literally, that's what my brain is thinking. I feel like there's more to the story. And now Roxy's taken all the videos down. And she did it under the pretext of like, what an animal. There are children walking around. And I was like, no, you just want this person to feel really embarrassed. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting, but it's, like, not a threat to children. (laughs) What are they going to do? I know. God, I hate this. I hate everything about this story. I know. I hate poo, like, toilet stuff. (laughs) It's not my vibe. (laughs) It's not our vibes at all. But, yeah, I feel like maybe Roxy shouldn't have done that, but, you know. Neither. I want to know what the way to judge. And then it's comments. The comments were so funny. She was saying stuff like someone said, um, you know, you don't know the details and this, this lady could have a health problem or a mental health issue. And, um, you know, this wasn't very kind of you to post. And Roxy replied and said something like, I've read up on this. And for these people, it's an addiction, much like heroin. What? Just like the same senses in their brain, like that as heroin addicts have when they have heroin, are like ignited when they do it. It's an addiction, and they will never stop unless they are called out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I was like, what? Shall we dive into something a little bit more serious and talk about why Alan DeGeneres and George Bush are the unlikely celebrity couple right now? Of the week, yes. Do you know the details behind it? I know some of them. I know she hung out with him at a football game or something. I think they were just seated in the same box and they were sitting beside each other. I'm not sure if they were chatting or not, but they were. I feel like they were. Chatting, yeah, Mm. and like getting on and Mm. being friendly. Mm. And then she got lots of backlash for it and then she went on the Ellen show and did a big speech about how it's really important to – talk to people who have opinions that are different to yours and to be kind and compassionate to everybody and how when the world is so divided, it's really important to find common ground with people, etc. And that has had very, very mixed responses. Yes. Including in our Facebook group. Mm. I think because... What's your take? Well... I think that me and you have talked a lot about how it's really important to talk to people with differing opinions to yours and political views because how on earth are you ever going to – how's the message going to get across to people or how are you ever going to understand what other people think if you're not talking to them? We talked about that mm. a lot, especially when I was on that trip in Africa with those crazy people. <laughs> Like it's really important to be really nice and kind and respectful to them. You're like, yeah, like when I was in Africa with those psychopaths. <laughs> they were they were next level. Like I couldn't even I couldn't even get through. But I was saying to you, like, it's really important to try and have these discussions with people so that you can understand why they feel that way and then they can understand your views a little bit more. Um, with those two, it was a lost cause. They were just like the most crazy racists I've ever met. It was insane. But can't say you didn't try. Yeah, but I did try. Um, But then with George Bush, I feel like it's a bit different. It's not just any normal person who has different political views to you. It's someone who, like, just started a war and killed all these millions of people, like hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, exactly. I think that's – I think that the – I was thinking about it a bit more today before we talked about this, and I was like, I think that – what she's saying in theory is right and is fine, but she wasn't having a conversation with someone who shared different political beliefs to her about politics and trying to get him to see things her way. She was just talking to someone who had different political opinions to her in a fun, jovial, casual social setting. So Mm. that's like not, that's not what, the message should be the message should be engage with people with different opinions to you politically to try and find common ground. Not if you see someone who has opposing political values to you, ignore all of those topics and talk about the football game and have a fun time. Totally. And isn't he like, like if she got him on the Ellen show to talk about it and they had a discussion and she was cordial and polite and whatever, but said, I have all these problems with X, Y, Z, then she would have a leg to stand on. But when you're like, oh, I just didn't want to be rude or impolite or whatever, so I was nice to him and leave me alone, it's a bit 
of a shallow justification. Um, I think someone in our Facebook group pointed out something kind of important as well is it's like, like it's not just two people with differing political views. It's two really wealthy white people in a private NFL box that are trying to say like the reason that they're sitting beside each other is to be kind, but it's just because she wanted to go to that private NFL box and have a fun time. Or she was there and she wanted to be her affable, polite, gregarious self and didn't want to be awkward or rude or whatever. I'm like, look, I understand that's difficult. It's an ex-president. There is a level of reverence for presidents in America that I don't think we understand in Australia and New Zealand. Like presidents hold an almost like royal place in American society that our just prime ministers just don't in Australia. I understand that it's really difficult, but I think it's just the line between being buddy buddy and then trying to say oh I just did that because it's important to have common ground and deciding that that someone who doesn't align with any of your values so you're not going to go out of your way to make life easy for them you know Mm -hmm. and I think uh, like I've just been reading up on George Bush's um, history with even just to say nothing of the Iraq war uh, his history on LGBT rights is shocking like terrible yeah he opposed he personally opposed the amendment to allow same-sex marriage in fact he was pro an amendment that would make same-sex marriage unconstitutional and while I understand that that was a different time it wasn't really that far ago 2006-2007 and I just think that unless you're willing to I don't know confront someone on that topic I think it's a bit of a cop-out excuse yeah, someone in it's our just Facebook. It's hard because I think we so. Someone in our Facebook group said, "What kind of message does this send to other, to the LGBTQI community and who used to see her as one of our biggest allies?" It's problematic and icky. Yeah, I think there's a huge element of that, and there's an element as well of like, um, we. I think we just socially, collectively haven't got our head around the Iraq war yet and that's why there's this kind of divide about it because you've got people who say the Iraq war was illegal, which it seems very much that it was and that that means that Bush and Tony Blair committed war crimes and should be tried as war criminals and other people find that really inflammatory and and inappropriate and untrue. And I think because people still don't really understand the history of the Iraq war and the place of the Iraq war that is playing a huge role on why people are divided in her response to it. Because I think that's the biggest criticism against him comes back to that. Mm. I know. I need to read up more on that. The only, like the biggest thing I've seen on that is um, that movie vice. Vice. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) exactly. I know. I was thinking that as well. I was like, it seemed pretty bad in Vice. I know, the movie that's like pro the (laughs) deputy. So funny. I read a good piece. I read a good piece on The Guardian yesterday, um, which I actually want to share in our Facebook group. But it's speaking about the joy of living and dying alone and how for so long women felt like they needed to settle because like the worst thing in the world was to not get married and not have children and essentially die alone. And then now that the data and all the studies are finding that 
more and more women have realized there are far worse things and like that they don't want to settle and get married to someone who they're not in love with but it used to be the opposite way and women would just marry like whoever at the end of the day if they were really stressed out about it yeah it gives me like pride and prejudice vibes yeah you just like had to marry someone before you were 28 or you were fucked yeah, and so now I know I find it so funny now because I feel like now we marry people in spite of how annoying it is to live with someone forever, as opposed to because of it. Yes, you know, like you're like I love you so much that I'll deal with having to see you all the time and not having personal space and not having my own house. I know, because like yeah, I feel like a lot of the time I'm just like, how does everyone else in the world handle not having their own bedroom? I know. It's crazy. No one talks about it. And cohabitation is weird. Like, it's counterintuitive. Like, I'm relieved when I come home and Zach's not home for another couple of hours. Oh, same. It's not because I don't like him. It's because I need time on my own or I go insane. Yeah. It is the best feeling ever, just being home. And I I love just being in my room by myself. Because, like, when do you ever get to do that anymore? Exactly. It's so true. And I know I'm really into those married couples who are obviously really rich, but who have like two adjoining houses. Mm, I would do the Prince Philip. I do the Prince Philip Queen Elizabeth vibe, where they have the separate bedrooms, but their bedrooms lead into like a joint lounge area. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. That's rock solid. I'd probably feel so much better if I had just like my own big wardrobe. Yeah, I think it's like, well, obviously Virginia Woolf wrote A Room of One's Own and it was about how women need their own room in the house. I literally do. And it still stands up. They're like, women need a room that's just theirs in a house or they'll go crazy. Well, I feel like men often have that. Yeah. They have like the garage That's what she was talking about because at the time men had like a study where they could like do all of their work and stuff and women just had the kitchen. Oh, my God. Do you think women even like cooking more than men on average? Or do you think we've just been forced to? No, I think think it was just forced. Yeah. I hate it. I had to go to the supermarket yesterday and I went kind of on a whim because my other housemates were going. And then I got into the supermarket and I just felt so overwhelmed and stressed out. And I was like, why do I? Why am I like this? I know. I just don't want to do it. Zach's mum's an amazing cook because we've been living with them lately. She cooks the most amazing dinners. Um, but she was like, I didn't like cooking. I just had to learn. And now I like it, but I don't even know if I like it or if I just like it because I've had to do it for so long that it's easier to think that I like it. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think anyone likes coming home from a full day's work and having to cook a big meal, like male or female. Exactly. I think that's a big thing as well that people forget. I think people like cooking on the weekends maybe and like cooking when they have time and energy and they're trying a new meal and it's going to be fun. But like Anton loves cooking. He's a really good cook, but he doesn't want to come home and cook me food every night. He just has to or will starve. Yeah, exactly. It's annoying, isn't it? It's so You can annoying. see why they brainstormed this system ages ago. Where they're like, someone needs to just be home. And yeah. clean and cook, and yeah. I guess it's gonna be you because you're weaker in a fight and you'll lose. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and now we're like, fuck. 
Yeah. The cooking, you know, like, we just have to work full time to also do it all. Yeah. Well, me and you don't. But... I know. He got home last night and I was the sitting gym. on the kitchen bench waiting by the door. And he was like, oh, hello. Have you started dinner? I was like, no, where the fuck have you been? I'm starving. Hurry up. I'm starving. <laughs> I know. God. It's just always worse when I cook. And do you ever get so hungry that you, like, I just get so hungry that I can't even speak or do anything. Like, I feel like I'm literally going to faint. Like, when I told you I thought I had diabetes because I would just get so hungry that I thought I was going to literally faint. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your question? Do you get that hungry? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All the time. We had a Sunday roast. Yeah, so like when you when you come home from work and there's no food and you're like, oh my god, you're like it's literally like so cruel that I have to cook dinner for myself. Yeah, I kind of plan for that because I'm so starving by the time it's six p.m. that I used to harass Anton every day and be like, what's for dinner tonight, so that I could know that it was happening. But mm-hmm. on Sunday in the UK, they obviously have Sunday roasts, but the Sunday roasts are at like. 3pm and that's your dinner yeah when I was growing up we had my family called uh, lunch dinner that's crazy because I tried to book for like 5pm and then when we got to the pub on Sunday everyone was like the guy was like rushing us and he was like we've only got like two chicken roasts left one veggie roast like they're all selling out I was like what is going on it's three. It's five p.m. and then we ate dinner. And my friend Hannah was like, "You're not going to be hungry afterwards. Trust me, they're huge." And then I had to eat an entire bag of popcorn and crispy M&Ms and an ice cream just to fill up later. Yeah, at the movies. No, just at home. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, "Oh, did you finally see Joker?" No, we're planning on going though. I think we're going to go maybe tonight. Ooh. And I want to see Hustlers so bad. I don't care for Hustlers. Oh, I love it's not a good... like speaking to me. I just love a good fun film. I want to go see Judy. Renee was here. And I didn't see her because I didn't get invited to the premiere. Renee Zellweger. Yeah, she's playing Judy Garland in a movie called Judy. And everyone thinks she's going to get another Oscar. And she was in Australia, and I didn't even know until I saw her on Instagram. I saw that Timothy Chamelet was there. Yes, he was. I gave my tickets to the premiere to our friend Sam. Oh, yeah. She was like a big fan. She she looked like she was freaking out. I was like, Sam, get a photo. And she was like, I couldn't. It was all stressful. (laughs) Yeah, she was interviewing him on the red carpet. Yeah. Little cutie. He caused a bit of a meltdown, I think. Yeah. I love that I actually screenshotted an op-ed that I really wanted to read before this but did not um, about how he, him and Harry Styles are kind of like ushering in this new era of hotness that was never right. really a thing before. It reminds me of like the Beam Me Up soft boy account. Like I feel like it's like the rise of the soft boy. Yeah. And we're just you know absolutely, that yeah, like the hottest thing in the world is them wearing heels on the red carpet. 
Yeah, and like a like a bejew- a bejeweled suit. Yeah, by Gucci. We're like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so good. But then we'll just still love a Chris Hemsworth as well. Yeah, I think it's because I think it's because we're in this time where we're getting like very bored with like old fashioned gender lines, and I think seeing guys own a bit of both. Mm is very sexy but like look Mick Jagger's been doing that since the 60s so let's credit where credit's due but not too much credit (laughs) credit where credit's due it's true (laughs) but back and even Johnny Depp like I feel like women have always been kind of attracted to slightly effeminate men David Bowie Mm. like it's sexy it's sexy when a man is so like comfortable with themselves that they can wear like a feather boa it's so sexy. Yeah. But I also feel like they're the exact kind of guys that just, like, will never, ever text you back. <laughs> never. Like, yeah, you know, everyone's obsessed it. with Harry Styles and he's obviously just, like, the biggest fuckboy in like, the history of the world. Yeah, a hundo. 100%. And he'd say, like, one thing that would make you feel really smitten and, like, you were the most amazing girl in the world and then he'd just never talk to you He'd again. be like, you, you be look like, nice oh. today. <laughs> I thought we were in love, yeah. yeah. Or I like your jeans. And you'd just be like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, my resale eBay business is actually going swimmingly. Is it? Mm-hmm. I made some pretty good turnovers. I love that. I was watching like an antiques roadshow thing on the UK television and I feel yeah, like you could go on that. Yeah. yeah. Same. I'd be like, this is a full winter 06 boot. Shit, man, that's so good. Well, I, okay, so here's the, here's like a little Grace O'Neill rant. But I feel like everyone is like, what do I do about the environment? What do I do? What do I do? And it's like buying secondhand clothes is like a very, 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 very easy way. And it costs less. And you're going to be a cooler dressed person because you're not just wearing what everyone else is wearing. And it's less money. And it's better head, for the head environment. To and head to Grace <laughs> For 15% off. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've realized my biggest business realization I've had that maybe I shouldn't share on here, but whatever, is that people just don't want to pay for shipping. So if you, if you price shipping into the price of your item and then make shipping free, people buy it really quickly. And also, though, you're just really good at finding stuff I hate searching that's why people probably buy yeah new things because you work and walk into a shop and it's just sitting there and you're like oh that's nice but obviously this Mm -hmm. is the change that i need to make because you find such cool stuff you especially and just people who shop secondhand yeah well i just will do for example i'll do something like say i'm like i really want a pair of combat boots at the moment because i'm really into combat boots for example I'll look at all the ones that I like on, like, Net-A-Porter and then say, I'm like, okay, my dream pair would be, like, this Chanel quilted pair. And then I literally just search Chanel quilted boots on eBay and they're, like, 550 bucks. And they're secondhand. But a brand-new pair would be, like, $2,300. You know what I mean? And you got to, like, watch items and you got to beard and you got to do all that stuff. But that's wild. Yeah. The bargains are insane. Like it's when you find a bargain on something that you love, there's no better feeling. Yeah. It's 
There's no better feeling. I got pipped at the last minute yesterday on a pair of YSL boots and I literally wanted to throw my phone against a wall. I was so <laughs> angry. It was in the last three seconds and they outbid me by $5 and oh, won them. Oh, my God. I was like, this is honestly, honestly like a travesty. No one's had to go through something so stressful before. Well, I bought a cute handbag and I haven't worn it once because I'm scared of the rain in London. That is something I think about actually with London. Like I feel like there is lots of materials like suede and stuff where you just couldn't wear them. Yeah, pretty much. How annoying. Both of us are very like, what's the word? We'd buy a nice pair of shoes and be like stomp, stomp and just stomp around and then they'd be ruined after one day and we'd be like, what? This happened to me the other day. No, I bought a pair of white pants and then wore them outside when it was raining in London and then I put them in the wash and there's still just mud all over them. (laughs) <laughs> i know i just can't be trusted with nice stuff mm. like i bought these i bought these chanel ballet flats on ebay for like quite a good price as well and i, I literally just got them and i looked down yesterday and the whole front is just scuffed off and i was like how i was like i haven't even been outside the house yeah like it looks like i've just kicked a jagged wall yeah you probably did I probably did. We can't be trusted with nice things. It's like the dichotomy of our lives. We want nice things, but if we get them, we don't look after them. Like I watched an Inside the Wardrobe of like, – I'm so obsessed with Inside the Wardrobe videos. I could watch them all day. I watched what one with Olivia Palermo. There's just all different ones. Like the British Vogue does them. Alexa Chung's just launched a YouTube channel, and she does heaps of them. Um, and she did one with Camille Charrier the other day. It was really good. They're like 15-minute videos where someone's just like, and these are my T-shirts, and these are my shoes, and these are my blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. Um, but what was I getting at there? They were probably about how she looks after her stuff. Oh, yeah. Olivia Palermo's, it had all her shoes lined up, and they all looked out of the box new. Yeah. I, like, I can't believe someone's even worn these. Yeah. I have friends like that. But I'm not like that. I'm trying to be more like that, though. I'm trying to take care of my stuff more. Same. I also want to give a shout-out to PLC, Pre-Loved Closet, which is a girl called Lisa based out of Sydney, and she resells stuff for people. It's another very sustainable, focused way to buy and sell clothes. Love that. That wasn't the whole point of that conversation. Just <laughs> You just thought of it. People are like, where do I buy secondhand stuff? And I'm like, this is where. Yeah, and The Real Real, which we both love. The Real Real is awesome, but it's like like $120 in fees now is added on every time. Like it just goes up and up and up every month. Like I bought, I found these really cool tights on Vestiaire and I got them for 60 bucks. And then when I went to check out, it had gone up to 123 What? And it was just taxes, taxes and shipping. I was like, why would anyone do this? That's so annoying. I really need you to help so me buy annoying. some stuff now that I hear everything you've been buying. Every time I do, it's just like singing into the wind. I go <laughs> I and create the perfect little wish list for you and then just nothing, silence. <laughs> you're like, I love these pants so much and these boots and all, and I'm going to buy them all. And then like eight months later, you're like, I need you to help me buy things. I know. It's so true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before we finish, 
we have a special surprise for you guys next week, but that's all we're going to say. You're going to have to listen in or, I don't know, this time next week do some Instagram digging and you'll be able to probably figure it out. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we will see you then. And please rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you liked and didn't like about this episode privately and not on iTunes unless it is positive. Mainly what you liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're very sensitive you souls. You like just keep it to yourself. Yeah. I'm a Pisces, beware. <laughs> I'll start crying. <laughs> um, we love you guys. Tell like three of your friends about us this week who don't listen. Yeah. I feel like that's a good, like, good old-fashioned way, word of mouth. Let's triple our listeners in a week. Yeah, that would be great. Or triple. Yeah, just just tell them. Be like, it's an awesome podcast. <laughs> My sister added like 30 people into our Facebook group last week, so props to her. Oh, no. I was like, we've got so many new. Oh, I added them, so that's not requesting. No. Yeah, they're, they're in there. We had a big spike in requests after the old. Madison Brown. Madison Brown, Kate. We should get Madison on as a guest. Yeah. Sydney gal. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.